Banter Podcast with Paul and Jettis. Right about here, ladies I want you to get yourself and your soul together. This man will make your liver quiver. This man will make your bladder splatter. Let's all welcome the world's godfather soul. Paul and Jettis. Uh, it's Geddes, actually. Jettis. Geddes. Jettis. 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 Fuck you. What the fuck's happening, people? Welcome to the General Banter Podcast. Uh, on the 27th of September, I have two coffees, literally two coffees. Sometimes, you know, you're like, I'll make a pot of coffee. Will I bring the pot in? No, I'll bring two cups in like a fucking goddamn professional. Surprise, surprise. Motherfucker, is this echoey? I don't know. I'm hoping I'm close enough to the mic where the echo doesn't really feature at all. Um, We have another sponsor back. Didn't hear a lot from Beer 52. Thought it had kind of fizzled out. Then they get in contact with me and they're like, uh, yeah, we just, we've had quite a quite a considerable number of sign-ups for Beer 52. We'd like to keep this going. And I was like, oh, you could have told me because I stopped fucking talking about it. Anyway, Beer 52 are back on board, which is, is kind of the way I wanted it to be because what's better than beer is what I'm saying. So, as usual, if you haven't heard of it before, if you're a new listener, Beer 52 is a craft beer company that are based in Edinburgh. And what they do is, it's kind of like Netflix for beer. You subscribe to it, and every month they send you out a box of sort of limited edition and rare craft beers. Usually themed, so they just had Colorado-based beers. Then they're having Northern England, like Northern English-based beers. Um... You know what I mean? Like, you're fucking... <laughs> I don't know. What are they drinking North the north of England? Bitter? Every house has a tap. Just warm, cold water, and bitter. But that's what the theme is for their next... Uh, their next their next lock of beers. North, Northern English beers. But... Uh, they're hopefully sending me out some more. I've had some beers before. And I'll tell you something. And this probably isn't recommended for anybody to actually say this. Because there's a thing with drinks companies. Now, Beer 52 are a distributing company. If you were talking specifically about, like, one of the bigger drinks companies. They have this imaginary thing where it's like, yeah, we all want you to drink our, 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 our well-known cider. But... We don't want you to allude to the fact that it may get you drunk or allude to the fact that people buy many of them for the sole purpose of getting absolutely muntered. Now, if you could not mention drinking, getting drunk, if you could exclude any notion that people might buy rounds of drink, you're like, what the fuck? Why are you in the drink business then? Why do you really think someone's going to drink too many tins of cider and just die and be like, that's because of that ad, you know? <laughs> However, I've had, uh, I have sampled a pile of, of these craft beers, and I'll tell you something, it's like, you know, you could, you could easily have 12 tins of weak, fizzy, dom- domestic beer, or you could have like four delicious beers from Beer 52, and, uh, yeah, no, you wouldn't have to do much work after that, is all I'm saying. Um, they're fun to drink. You get different ones in each pack. Anyway, here's how it works. Here's the benefit for the listeners of this podcast. What you do is, 
you sign up, and when you sign up to Beer 52, there will be an opportunity to enter a code. You enter the code BANTER10, okay, as in general banter, and 10 as in £10 off your first order. And that's what you get, £10 off your first order. Box of beer to your house. All weird beers, uh, all delicious, all very rich and strong. And that's it, beer52.com, check it out. The sponsor is back. The Uber sponsor that we had, I don't even, that was like an initial email and no one ever contacted me back, so fuck that, carry on. Uh, first cup of coffee, done. Um, that, that's it, Beer 52, let's crack on here. I just watched highlights of that presidential. Yeah, you know the old president of America, what the fuck am I talking about? The president of the old presidential debate, and... Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's fucking embarrassing because it's like, it's it's almost like, could you talk about anything? Because at this point, it's a full bickering match. Full bickering match where it's just reduced down to like, I don't think she has the stamina. And she's like, I do have the stamina. And what the fuck has this become here? They both, uh, it's just like two old people rying over like, you know, did you leave the, did you leave the pie in the oven? I did not. I told you that you had to take the pie. I did. And do you know what fucking Trump does? He does this there where he goes, she is bad. She is very bad. And he just keeps saying bad. And he he switches word up. It's, it's perfect sort of, perfect example of someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're saying, you know? How do you think she'll do as president? I think she will be bad. She will be bad. She is very bad. She will be bad at it. And her whole ideas are bad. And it will be, in general, quite bad. And you're like, all right. And then it becomes this, like, you know, here's what he did. This way. And then she's like, uh, you know, you know, why won't he release his tax returns? Is it because he doesn't pay any federal income tax for years? Which I'm sure if you were someone of his fucking stature... And you weren't paying federal income tax. I'm sure somebody would fucking find out. Uh, if he's just, And she's like, maybe he's not as rich as he says he is. And maybe he doesn't pay federal tax. And blah de blah and, she, and then he's like, well, what about the emails? You deleted all the emails from the server in your bathroom. It's bad. It's very bad. You're a bad person. Emails are bad. And then it gets to the end. And it's like, the guy just goes, thank you very much for hosting us. Goodbye. And then they walk over and shake hands and pat each other on the back and all. What? Fuck me, like. I I just, I don't know. Trump seems like the guy that would just be like, just nuke a country for the crack. You know what I mean? China, 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 China. Um, Right, let's get right into it. The general banter of the week. I'm knackered, by the way. This is 10 o'clock in the morning. I slept into half nine because I was up to about quarter to four last night. Why? Don't know. Sometimes you just go on a bit of a roll. Roll out about fucking five pages of shite ideas. Anyway, that's what happened. So we're recording this this podcast right now. Our general banter section. Let's go over it. As you know, in the last podcast I did with Mickey, we talked about going to that audition. Um, hopes are not high for that. It was bad. It was very bad. This is bad. Ads are bad. Never do it again. Bad. Um, so, and seemingly, like, I've done ads for another drink company, Magners, namely, and 
I, I also um this podcast I suppose is in con- is sponsored now again by Beer Fifty Two. Um, and there's I've I've done gigs for many drinks companies, and I go in there and they make you fill in the form like, have you worked with any other drinks companies in the past? And I'm like, eh, no, no, just three or four, you know, just three or four, whatever. Uh, did the audition. That was a nightmare. I don't know whether or not I got talking about. Uh, we filmed on Wednesday. Um, for Boojum. this is how my life exists right now, right? I do my podcast for fun. All sponsors welcome. You know, who doesn't like to have their maintenance fees paid? For example, the hosting of the podcast. The money that it takes, you know, to produce a podcast. Which you would believe, you know, you're probably thinking, how could it cost money? It does cost a bit of money. costs a lot of time. Why not? Let's get a sponsor. Um, I also make videos for the internet as and when I can. I like to make things that are funny. I like to make vlogs. Saying that, I, had, I was supposed to have a vlog out yesterday. I didn't. There will be a new video up, which is going to be themed around how I get into making videos, basically. Um, and I make those videos. I vlog. You know, anytime there's a big fight coming up, I'll make a Blender video. I like to make little things. You know, make one machine if I can. I'll make little bits of content with Mickey. I do that, and that runs on one, one track. And running parallel to that track is... The sort of branded content type stuff that I do, which is a weird is a weird thing to do when you're when you have heroes such as Bill Hicks, who's like, when you're in advertising, definitely kill yourself. As much as I like Bill Hicks, you know, he wasn't the funniest cunt ever. Did he make some good points? Yeah. You know, was he giving off about people who were quote unquote sellouts? Yeah. However. It's hard to really be taken seriously if you haven't been offered things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I think you realize if you were in the shoes of like a big comedian or something, like someone who who does everyone hate? James Corden, you know? And they're like, mate, you're rich enough. Why are you doing an ad for like whatever the fucking ad was? Sky or something? You know, how much money do you need? Loads, mate. You're a millionaire. You live like a millionaire. You need millions of pounds. Sky come to you or whoever the fuck it was. I seen him do that stupid David Bowie ad. I don't even like David Bowie, but even I was like, oh my God, do not paint James Corden's fucking pork shoulder of a face with a fucking David Bowie design. He'd be turning in his fucking space grave. Jesus Christ, the night. Um, But, you know... Can't blame him for anything. Someone offers you a fucking stupid load of money and you're like, well, yeah, all right. That keeps me in the mansion for another fucking year. But I did design and communication at university, which was all ideas and design and, you know, design concepts and advertising and graphic design. So in a way, it kind of fits in perfectly with what I do. I like to make videos that are comedy based, but I also like to flex the old sort of creative muscle when it comes to you know, corporate jobs for other people, essentially. Working on a very cool thing at the minute, which is going to be like a bit of an ad campaign for Northern Ireland, which I don't know whether we're going to talk about it or not, but that's going to be quite a lot of fun. Um, So what I'm getting to is one of our, one of my sort of regular clients as such, Boojum, we're like, right, we need a video for... um. You know, a good working relationship with them. They're good to work for. 
you know, great people who run it, forward thinking, you know, creative people. Um, who doesn't like beans and a fucking fajita? But there's a fucking fly in here. What in the f- Jesus Christ? So the guy that runs that was like, "Here, do you want to do a video for the freshers come back?" And I was like, "Sure, no problem." And I come up with the idea of, would it be funny if you had a fake news segment that looked like Queens did a course in burritology? So we went and shot that. It was me, Kieran Bartlett, who now has the chin strap of all chin straps, Googling. He should get some beads in it. He's got a nice round little beard there. Uh, so I met up with him. He was playing the lecturer and I met up with Aaron McCann and William Thompson. Two comedians, three comedians, in fact, from uh, the Northern Irish scene there. So we go out, very short video, film film uh, Kieran's bit outside that building. It might be, is it a church? I don't know what the fuck it is. To the left of Queen of Queen Student Union, whatever that is. So we film outside there. There was a dead pigeon. Um, I wish I could have kept that in that ad because he was talking about all the things that he'd eaten around the world and I wish he could have just turned around and, and I, I did get the shot where he goes, I'd eat, I would, I've eaten that. And uh, did I put it in the vlog? I can't remember. My life is just a fucking mess of rendering edits right now. So we then go across the road where there's like this sea of fucking PR people, which there usually is at Queen's around the freshers time where it's like, do you want to go to a fucking shit bucks and it's 50p a finger mm. come on in dude do you want to fuck here I know you've had two bottles of buckfast at your house but you know it's a great idea just nine vodkas and whites do you want that of course you do uh, I tell you what Davey who does the door there hasn't done a workout today so it'll be a good workout for him to trail your fucking corpse into the back of a taxi Good times, bro. Good times. Uh, people do drink psychotically these days. Like, I thought I drank a lot. But it was never like, you know, like, it was, you know, it was usually like, let's get a big fucking slab of beer. Let's drink a pile of beer. Then we fucking go out, you know have more beers, switch to fucking, like, some sort of vodka or something, and then have a few shots, and you're blocked. You're absolutely blocked. But I was with Aaron McCann the other night, and I can't drank two balls of Buckfast before he left the fucking house, and it didn't touch him at all. I was like, mate, the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Jesus Christ. Um, anyhow, anyhow, uh, we go across... There's all these fucking flyer, flyerer get people, promo, PR people, who, let's face it, are the worst. Um, there is an air of, like, look how cool I am, you know? Just some dude. I was about to say snapback, like, I don't wear snapbacks every fucking... Let me tell you something. It's a fucking hat, alright? I don't know what dickbag started calling it a snapback. They all fucking snap at the back. You know? It'd be like wearing a pair of jeans and all of a sudden we call it, yeah, they're called button waists. What? Button waists? What are they? They're these denim trousers that button at the front of the weight. Jeans, mate? You fucking Kim Jong-un haircutted fucking bare ankle cunt. Why do all dudes look like they're wearing girls' jeans, fake tan around their ankles, and then a pair of like little, little ironically nerdy sneakers? 
dickheads. Anyway, there's a pile of them boys kind of staring, judging, like, dude, you're 30, what are you doing here? A load of girls with grey lipstick on. Yeah, this is actually clay. I just put clay in my lipstick. Yeah, and I'm actually wearing um, a small padlock that's fake in, in the septum of my nose. Mm-hmm. It's really attractive, yeah. Um, I've also got my small titties pierced, and I like to wear the wear a tight white top so that you can see that my titties are pierced. Um, I don't know. That's another thing I don't get. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he's like, blah, blah, I got my dick pierced and all, and you're like, why? I don't understand, like, is it, like, an aesthetic thing, or are people literally going, like, oh, I got my tongue pierced because it makes giving suck jobs better, or I got my dick pierced because girls like the way it fucking <laughs> scrapes the inside of them. You know what they call cock rings, don't you? Roughage of the muff. You know, keeps the pipes clean. I don't get it. Is someone like, oh, I got my nips pierced. You're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, let me suck them titties, bro. And then what's going to make that more interesting? Like, two, two fucking, like, bolts through your tits? Mmm, crack, let me snap my teeth off that shit. Oh, you got my fanny pierced, class. Tell me about the hygiene fucking routine with that thing. Mmm. What am I talking What the fuck am I talking Right, so... Oh, we go through this sea of PR cunts, and I set the camera up right. And there's this dude you can check him out. I don't. I doubt he listens to this podcast, so you know I don't know if he could be annoyed at any of this. <laughs> there's a guy on Facebook, right? I've seen clips of him before, and he came over, and I actually I recognised him. But he's doing PR for somebody, uh, and he's wearing like fucking high vis builders trousers and a fucking silver jacket, and I was like, what the fuck is it? So, but I set up the camera and I'm literally doing like I'm working technically for Boojum. I'm doing a fucking uh, it's it is a shoot. You know what I mean? We're out. We've organised it. We're shooting a video. This dude comes over and I've seen him do videos before. They're all very like public stunt type, not the real cuntish type stunts where you want to beat someone's fucking head in with a brick. But you know he'd do some silly shit in public and everyone's laughing and whatever. He's this guy, I think he's from Dublin, black dude, Fa- his name's Fabu D, right? And he comes over, and we set the camera up, and he's straight away, just like, what's up, what's up, what, what we doing, what we doing? It's like Richard Blackwood, what we doing, what we doing, what we doing, what's going on, are we getting famous today, are we getting famous today? And I was like, what, man? And he's like, we're making a video, what are we making? What, are we getting famous? Let's get famous. And I was like, what? And that was, it was just, a, it was the most, he came over with like, the most crazy, like, fucking just so enthusiastic like let's make a video and I was like mate what what are you doing what, what are you filming today what are you? first of all I, I fucking hate that I hate when somebody knows who you are from something and it's their turn to just get all their questions out it's happened to me a million times you stand there and someone's like oh man it's your video is okay get a photo and you're like alright and you take a fucking photo and then they're about to leave and they go what What happened to your guy who was in federal aye sweet no how do you make money from doing comedy where's where, where's your mate no blah blah Did, didn't you go to fucking uh, such and such do you know thing that plays that low? I don't where do you live now and you're like mate get the fuck out of my life you know what I mean I don't know I don't give a fuck about you no, no harm to you I'm not sitting there going, where'd you go to school and all and kill him? What the, what do you do for a job? And why do you, why do you work that job? And why did you not think that uh, working a bit harder and getting a better job might have been a better idea? Your parents proud of you? How much fucking info do you want out of me right now? This guy's like, yo, what are you doing? And then he starts going like, I was like, no, we're actually, we're actually shooting a video for, 
for uh, a local business. And he's like, oh, wait, which one, which one, which one? And I was like, it's a Boojum, the burrito shop. And he's like, oh, Boojum. And then he goes like, how do you, how do, you do that? How do, how do you get people to make videos? How do you get people to make videos, pay you to make videos? Because I've been trying to get people to pay me to make videos. And I was like, listen, bitch. <laughs> Here's how you do it, mate. Um, you go to university and you study a thing and then you make a movie and then you make fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. Uh, some of which get a lot more views than others. You know, do a lot of branded content, work it. You know, it was like, what do you mean, how do you do it? You fucking... What the fuck is this? Like, how do you do it? It's like, just because just you did... You know, there's an era of these fucking people who make Facebook videos now where it's like, you know... and it, 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 I'll, I'll not lie to you, it bothers people, maybe like me, who have a background in like something you know like I worked in a TV company I then did stand up you know what I mean so there's you're talking about someone who was you know editing doing all that sort of graphics shit making little films doing stand up learning to, you know how to try and be funny and then you've got a wave of people who just seen that you can make a Facebook video and it gets fucking you know, half a million hits. And they're like, why why, is, why are companies not paying me to make videos for them? And you're like, well, you shoot everything on your phone with no cuts. You know, there's a there's a, there's a ceiling that you, there's a glass ceiling here that you're not going to get past, mate. Unless you work with another fucking company. And at that point, you're going to realise that, oh, all of the production money goes to the production team and then the person that's in it gets paid an appearance fee. Which isn't, you're not working for fucking HBO here, mate. You know what I mean? You'll be working for a local business. So it'll be like, yeah, we're going to pay this fucking company a ton of money and you're going to get a nominal fee. Is that the fucking word? <laughs> to work for a day? I don't know. It was just one of those questions where I was like, mate, don't let me really break this down as to why people aren't paying you money to make videos. <laughs> that sounded like me being a cunt, but I was like, here, you fucking threw yourself in this dogfight here. What we do, and then he went from like super enthusiastic. Yeah, what we do, we get famous to blah blah. And I was like, yeah, we're shooting for a business, so uh, don't really know what to tell you right now. All right, all right. If you ever need a sorry, see you. Meanwhile, there's a dude staring over his shoulder who I thought was just his mate. I was like, is this cunt? Just, is he gonna say anything, or is he just gonna stare? And it turns out he was like the fucking boss. He was like the leader of the fucking PR people, and he's like, here, you finish talking to this fucking guy. Right, get back to work, dickhead. And he goes, all right, bye. And he disappears back to work with the rest of these ones. Meanwhile, someone actually seen the full video that came on the internet, but there was other dudes filming just across. Uh, and I, I, there was a guy in an elephant suit doing fucking backflip, you know, like all that. It was almost like parkour trick type shit, doing flips and stuff. And it was pretty cool. And the guy was filming him. Um, but of course, this same dude, oh Fabu D, sees another guy with a camera straight over. What we doing? What we doing? What we doing? You know, like just, just such a thirsty bitch for. <laughs> he was like, "What's going on?" Someone else with a camera. That guy was ready to fucking throw down by any means necessary. Like, if you'd have went, like, yeah, mate, pull your dick out and uh, just run on, like when the lights go, just run across the bonnets of the cars and he'd have, he'd have done it. Like, and sure enough. The guy shooting the other wee video, I seen that video. It was a promo video for like an events company. And I seen that video and he made it into their video. You know what I mean? It was like, 
I've also seen that doubt. You know, there was like someone filmed in Dublin. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. It looked like a guy dressed as Jesus, but he was like breakdancing in the street. Big crowd, everyone loving it. And then that dude, again, just barged his way. Like, maybe he knew the guy, maybe it was a setup, I don't know. But it looked like he was going, here, that guy's getting a lot of attention. Let me just go ahead and walk in the middle of all this shit and just start dancing around with the guy who... You know what I mean? It's a bit like... If I, you'd almost feel like, oh, mate, get the, fuck, get the fuck out of my way. No one's... I mean, it's a, it's a common theme in life when someone... I've noticed it myself with certain things. I've noticed it with other people. Where it's like as soon as something starts to go well, everyone's on your fucking... In, in the slipstream of someone else. Oh, you're on that? Can I get on that too? No, mate. Unfortunately not. You don't get the jump to the front of the queue just because your mate's at the front, like. Weird. Weird as fuck. Um, that was a real old bitching session for 25 minutes from old Gaddis over here. That was probably boring. Uh, it was bad. It was very bad. It was just generally bad. Um, sorry I really went on about that for quite some time. That was maybe seemed like a right cunt. I really feel like I should... Was it? I don't know. This is what you get, all right? I put out enough content this week. Um, let's move on. What else did I do? Right, fuck me. Sorry about that. That was that was a lengthy thing. It was just a weird. It was just a weird thing. And then we went into fucking the Queen's University, like or the the Union for a coffee, and it was just uh, it's just weird. You know, it's it's Freshers Week, and just because it's Northern Ireland, you're like this feels dead as fuck. Where's all the students? If this was anywhere else, not that I'm like, where's all the students around here? We literally just went for a coffee, but uh, I don't know, just just seemed bizarre. You know, we are McCann, got his free burrito. Nearly lost his fucking mind. Uh, so anyway, that was that was Wednesday. We filmed Thursday, whatever. It's one of those weeks, like, I was supposed to have a vlog out yesterday. Haven't done it because I just had nothing of any value to film. And that's not the sort of vlog I want to do because I end up watching vlogs where they're like, oh, today we've got to take the baby to da-da-da. And you're like, oh, fucking... Just because you're vlogging doesn't mean you have to vlog all this stupid shit. You know, you have to have a, some sort of lifestyle that makes it remotely worth watching. Says the guy who goes to the fucking pub on a Monday and does a gig once every month. <sighs> what a dickhead. It'll get better, you know, like that wee kid dropping the cards. It'll get better. Um, so anyway, this, this is what happened at the weekend. We went to fucking... Um, do you know one of those hangovers where you're like, what happened there? Because... This went from having a couple of beers to, you know, the next day we were having an aneurysm. We went to fucking, um, you know, we had a few drinks, right? We deliberately went and bought a pile of drinks because we we're like, right, something's going to happen. We don't know. By the way, let me just say this. Why the, what the fuck is with Ticketmaster and getting those fucking UFC tickets? Who got a fucking UFC ticket? I know there's a dude from the SBG gym. That I train in once a fortnight. <laughs> and he was like, I've got two tickets on sale if you want them. And I was like, which ones are they? He goes, the 75 quid ones. And I was like, yeah, if you're looking rid of them, I'll I'll take them. You know, it's about as much as I would pay. Because at the end of the day, if you're buying two tickets and they were 125 quid each, that's 250 quid to watch a fight through a fucking cage from half a mile away. So I'd nearly rather, you know, take the fucking... <laughs> 
Like I was even thinking of you could get a you could get a room in that oval tower place beside the water in Belfast there and you know, walk up the stairs with a fucking projector screen that we have and have a fucking party in there or something, you know what I mean? And watch the fights. And then just, you know, spit out the window with all the throngs of people walking back from the Odyssey. So I said to him, I'll take the fucking tickets, bro. Uh, whatever. And then he was like, what sort of price were you thinking? And immediately I was like, oh, right. I thought this was a, I bought the tickets, would like to get rid of them type scenario. When in actual fact, it's a, would you like to pay well over the odds for this ticket? Because they're now a rarity. Uh, so I don't know how to feel about it. You know, especially when they released the fucking lineup for UFC 205. And you're like, holy shit, the knickers. Tell you what, McGregor has talked himself into quite quite a difficult little situation. Mm. And he's such a mad cunt, he doesn't want to turn down any fights. When in actual fact, he has nothing but fucking complete savages at the door waiting to beat the shit clean out of him. But, what can you say? There's always a chance he's just going to ding them on the chin and put them in a fucking coma the way he did Aldo but what the fuck am I talking about here how did I get on that anyway I swear to god two coffees like and I'm just fucking brain dead um, here's what I'm getting to we got some beers Um, how did I even get on that I don't know whether in my mind I was thinking we were maybe supposed to go and drink with fucking uh, our friends, Anya and Kieran, who we might have, might have been going to UFC with, and both of us tried to buy tickets and couldn't get them. I think that's maybe what happened in my mind, and then I went off on one about the fucking UFC. This is what happens when you're left in a room by yourself on a fucking Tuesday morning like a dick bag. So anyway, we bought a pile of beer, ended up not being able to you know meet up with them, go drinking, because they have children. Ugh. Uh, it's weird that people your own age, you're like, these guys, well, look at these old grandpas over here with their children. And you're like, yeah, you should definitely have a job and children by now, you fucking 30-year-old cunt. Ooh. Let's get crunk in the coffees here again. Oh. We bought a lot of beer. We're like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, all our friends were away to see Connor Begley, friend of the show. He was doing an actual show, which is one of those, what's your guy called? McDonough. Famous playwright. I know there's two of them. One of them wrote In Bruges and the other one writes plays. He, there's a play called Cripple of Inish Man and he was playing the cripple, um, which you're allowed to say because that's the title of the thing and it's oldie times. So he was full crippled up there. And uh, so they all missed, uh, there's a pile of them missed the play we've seen it the first time and they went to see the play, which was in, because f- uh, we're in the fucking dick bag of nowhere. A wee while away, there's there's the Bardic Theatre, right? Which is, fuck knows where that is, right? Outside Dungannon somewhere. I don't know where the fuck it is. Anyway, that's where he's doing the play. So everyone was going there and then going drinking in this wee bar that was quite close to the thing. So we're like, right, we may as well go and drink where everyone else is drinking. So we end up going to this fucking wee bar, which was like, just, you know, just, you know, you're in a bar and you're like, how, did, who ever thought that this was a good design for a bar? You know what I mean? It was like it. It was like two lanes. The bar is like two corridors separated by a bar in the middle. I blocked every fucking inch of it. I was like, people sliding past it, and you're like, sorry, sorry, just complete like sideways, shoulder to shoulder, 
I literally filled the whole fucking thing. Not like exaggerating it. Like I, I had to like sh- like slide my two shoulders between the fucking thing. But anyway, it was one of those, you know, like before you go where it was like, right, everyone's going to be blocked. So I'm going to cram about, you know, four giant tins of Budweiser, which I don't know why I've fallen in love with again. So I downed that shit. And then we go to this fucking bar where they, I was just chugging pints. And then Begley can't go anywhere without, I don't know, it's like he, it's like Begley's, what age is he, fucking 26 or something, 27, and then he's just turned like 17 again. And he's like, let's do Jaeger bombs now, and you're like, what? Jaeger bombs? Fucking age, what, what next, you going to an Avicii concert, you fucking lunatic? <clears throat> so, we got like, we got fucking, oh my god, drink a whiskey, and then fucking, someone handed me like a double Jaeger, and I was like, what? Why do I, why not just jam a fucking chopstick down your throat and barf everywhere now? Get it get it over with. So just one of those nights where I drank a lot and then we go back to Maureen's fucking parents' house because they they have some sort of West Wing that's you can have a full blown fucking Project X style party in while everyone else in the house sleeps. And then just drank more and just ended up going to fucking sleep. And it was just like, you know, the next day we we're just like, why the fuck? Why did I need to do that? Do you know what I mean? And then a friend of Maureen's sisters and all, he was around and uh, everyone was fucking blasting music down in this this room and going nuts where there's a fucking pole dancing pole in the house for some reason and this dude thought like, oh, I'll jump on that and he pulled the full thing out of the fucking roof which was funny for a second and then I was like, it really is a good job no one was standing there because at the top of it, First of all, the pole is like, it's not like a hollow pole. It's like a fucking solid, like heavy pole. Then it's at the top, there's this fucking disc thing that goes on the roof. And he pulled that off and it was fucking heavy as shit. That's like, if, if I'd had a hit you while you were standing there, someone would be in fucking hospital now, which would be the greatest story of all time. What happened to you? Uh, just my fucking mate decided that he could pole dance, even though he was probably well over the old weight limit. And he just yanked the full thing off the fucking roof and uh, killed our friend. Killed her. Hit her in the teeth. Unbelievable. Um, but uh, in, in, the, in the magic of everything that, ha- I mean, that happened in the week, I managed to smash my phone, which I've been dealing with all week. And then I went into the fucking, I know I just moved on quickly from that being drunk story, but I actually feel sick thinking about the amount of hop house that I drank. Which, by the way, tastes like fucking shit. I've never seen anything marketed better. Hop House 50, or Hop House, they're 50, what? Thinking of Beer 52. That's what they're trying to do. Hop House are trying to make what tastes like a fucking nice hoppy craft beer. When in actual fact, it tastes like they just took a pint of harp and squirted in whatever that flavour is. <whistles> Talk about a fucking hangover. But we do hear this for cool, right? I'll wrap up on this bullshit week anyway, because... Oh, God. Uh... I broke my phone the other day, which, and I fucking slam dunked this piece of shit off everything. I've still got a 5S because I really don't know how people get good phone deals. I think if you go back whatever amount of years when I got my first fucking mobile phone, when was that? Like, I was probably like fucking 16 or 7, I don't know. Whatever, whatever contract I got, from the word go, I mistimed the purchase. So I always bought something. Where you could get a free fucking handset. Which was always the one that was never the new one. So you got this thing. And then a year in. 
you know, a new thing had come out and they were talking about a new one and you were left with this. And this is back in the day. Like, at least iPhones kind of keep grinding on. Back in the day, it was like you were a year into a fucking BlackBerry contract and you were turning it off and on every time you wanted to fucking check the time. You're like, what is this fucking piece of shit? And you're left with like a year left. Unbelievable. Mm. But I've never had a good phone deal. You know what I mean? Like, when that six came out, I had mates that were running around going, yeah, I've, uh, you know, got six, got the six there. Um, I was like, really? It's like, how the fuck do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I can't afford it. It's just that it's a phone. So I'm like, I don't, why, why do I need to spend fucking... 300 pound up front and then my phone bill's 65 pound a month i'm like it's a fucking phone like i spend most of the time on the computer anyway like what's going on so forever i've just mistimed and bought got shitty deals forever so now i have a fucking six what is it 5s still like a dickhead which i picked back whenever the six was it the 6s had just come out and i was like listen mate i'm already buying out of a contract because that phone's a piece of shit I don't want to fucking then buy out of that, pay another fucking £200, which brings my bill down to a measly £47 a month. I was like, fuck me, like. And then, of course, down the line, oh, the seven's coming out. You can get a six. for, And every every one of my mates were like, yeah, I got like like five gig of data, free everything, blah, blah, and it's £26 a month. And you're like, where are you going? Every fucking place I go in, they're like, yeah, you can get a fucking iPhone 4, mate, and uh, all you have to do is give me your fucking pin number, and it's, it's you know, you can get you can get one gig of data there for, um you know, it's basically only £17 a day, which doesn't sound too bad, but then you add it up, it's an absolute fucking fortune. I just get finger blasted on every fucking deal. So I'm stuck with this 5S, which is a piece of shit, so... And if, honestly, the amount of times I've fucking cleaned fucking muck out of it and dropped it in fucking sink. I've done everything. Done everything with this phone. Dropped it. Went to catch it. Volleyed it back into a wall. Dropped it. Stood on it. Done all sorts of shit. It's been fine. In Mickey's car. I fucking step out and literally drop it like about a foot. Just like that. Turn it around and the full front of the screen is just Doritos. Just little spiky chips. I was like, for fuck's sake, going to the O2 shop, what do I do, mate? And he goes, yeah, you make like a fucking insurance claim if you're, I was paying insurance too, like a wank stain. So I was like, oh yeah, make an insurance claim with O2 and they'll come and collect your phone and take it away and see if it's eligible to be fixed. And then fi-. and I was like, I, you know, I can't do without my phone for a day, which is, I've said, was I talking about this? In the, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last fucking podcast, but it's a sad thing that you can't do without your phone. But when your business is essentially the internet, you need the fucking phone all the time. Um. Anyway, turns out, who comes to save the day? Lavery's regular, my boy, Chris Raff, Chris Rafferty, Chris Reezy. Never out of Lavery's, that guy. Um, he works for a mobile repair place. And he's like, I'll... Uh, he goes, I'll find, he goes, I'll fix your screen. And I was like, seriously? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, see, I'd much rather just pay to have it fixed now. And, you know, not have to fucking send it away. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So he met me in fucking town. It, now, 
Talk about a dodgy looking bunch of bastards. He arrives with a backpack, whips it out, through and by the way, we're in Cafe O, which may or may not do the best cappuccino I've ever fucking tasted in my life, which is on Botanic, lovely spot. Um, <laughs> he whips out his bag, whips out a fucking, another wee sort of toolbox, or a little tool bag thing, takes out all these fucking, like, screwdrivers, and just starts going to fucking town on my phone. And I'll be honest, very... By the way, not a bad business to be in because people will always smash fucking screens. They'll always have batteries that burn out. They'll have, you know, they'll always have charger ports that are fucking fried. And this can't doesn't work forever. So he's just like fucking whipping the phone apart. And I was like, it's actually quite amazing to watch someone do something that you have no fucking clue about. So I was just watching them like, oh my God, look at this shit. Tiny wee screws everywhere. However, it really did look like the dodgiest fuck. It looked like he was shooting up in the corner. All these wee, like, tiny fucking screwdrivers and screws everywhere. Not that that's what's involved in regular heroin consumption, but, you know, it did look fucking weird. I'm sitting there with a cappuccino, trying not to look like a dodgy bastard. And there he goes, bang, 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 phone fixed, new screen, tempered glass on the front. And I was like, there you go. Fuck you, O2. Fuck you, Steve Jobs. You probably died of guilt, you fucking weirdo. That's terrible. Isn't it one of the things though? Like we're, you know, like he's gonna go down in history as a fucking genius, and then they make a movie, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he was a total cunt to his family." But then sometimes you're like, if you want to be ultimate success, boy, and it seems to be a recurring fucking theme, is that you're just a cunt to your family, or you're never there. I watched a bit of the Steve Aoki fucking documentary the other day, and his dad was like, "Here's the now." His dad owns that Benny Hanna thing in America, the was a tapanyaki fucking restaurant. <clears throat> Chain of restaurants worth an absolute fucking mint. But he was like, here's how it goes, right? It goes business and then health and then family. So he never he was obviously told, so tied up in his business, he never see this fucking family. And now Steve Aoki's like, Why can I not get attention from my father? I will play Electric dance music around the world. He doesn't talk like that at all. He's from California. Um, but shout out to Chris for fixing the phone in a coffee shop like a fucking mad scientist. And that's it. I talked a lot there. Uh, I should. I was going to maybe talk about going to my sister's house last night where her fiancé has a shed full of finches. Probably mentioned that before, but, you know... When you're getting the guided tour of the old Finch shed. And you're like, yeah. I'll tell you what's weird. Me looking at two of these is a lot like me looking at a hundred of these. Okay. They are fairly similar. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Anyhow. Right. Let me do some fucking quick. I talked some shit. Apologies for that. Apologies for talking mad shit for just a long time there. Let's get right into these fucking questions. By the way, I didn't plug anything. Let me plug Lavery's. I should do it at the end too. Lavery's Comedy Club, by the way. Which, next week, the 5th of... October? Fuck me. 5th of October is part of the... um, The old fucking Belfast Belly Laughs Comedy Festival. Okay. What that means, I don't know, but we have to put the fucking 
their logo on our poster. If you're going to go to Lavery's, go to this one. I'm not sure if I'll be on because we're doing the Ulster Hall gig. Um, so, we'll see. But the lineup's going to be fucking nuts. We have Damien Clark, who you have to fucking see. He's incredible. I've seen his show. I've seen him do stand-up a bunch of times over here. Australian dude. Very, very fucking funny. Full of energy. Like, just really nice guy. Um, super funny. Seen a show in Edinburgh. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, and it's just going to be... It's going to be great. It's a bit of a special... Special... One-off for, for Lavery. So, get down. You know, he's a guy who... If he'd done his own gig in Belfast, you'd probably pay about... £15 to see him in the black box, whereas he's doing part of the festival over here for six quid, so definitely don't miss it. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, You know what I mean? I'll let you know, guys. Like last time Four Arms and Hog played, I'm like, guys, you might not have heard of them. You've probably seen them on the internet or whatever. Just get down and see them. One of the best sort of live comedy experiences you'll, you'll ever witness. And of course, the big one, which is uh, the Ulster Hall on the 29th of October. Get your fucking tickets, motherfuckers. Alright? I've, I've fucked around and been like, yeah, blah, blah. Just get your tickets, because it's going to be fucking amazing. You know? Don't go and see some English asshole who's on tour, who's like, hey, how's it going, Belfast? I was on the tube. And you're like, fucking shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. With your fucking puppets. You know? Come see the lads. Just talk real, real dirty shit in a historic room. You know, shitting on its past. Do you know who fucking Led Zeppelin played Starway to Heaven here for the first time? Aye, here's a joke about me coming on my old face by accident. Sorry to shit on your material there, Mick. Uh, let's get in these questions from Twitter. <laughs> Brendan Harkin, could you deck a horse in one punch? Not a fully grown horse. Give me a Shetland pony and I'll fucking punch its eye out of its head. You know what I mean? Just fucking do Get a, I'd love to get a like a wee pony like that, just in a front, just in a guillotine, and I get a front headlock. Just no, I'm joking. I would just, I would probably just feed it carrots and kiss it. You know, just give it a wee kiss right in the on that big, big bit of jaw at the corner. You know what horses have? That big round bit of jaw. That's nice, isn't it? Fox, spirit of fox, sex advice. Oh god, I was, I was my girlfriend's first. We have great sex, but she can't suck dick at all. How do I air my concerns? And then he's written hashtag ask Maureen. Uh, Alright, let me just... Yeah, let me get my girlfriend here. Maureen, being a professional dick sucker, would you want to give this guy, who more than likely doesn't have a girlfriend and is probably making it up, uh, how to suck dick? I mean, you know, is she walking around going, my boyfriend laps clam like a fucking black belt muff diver? And, uh... I just cannot seem to get my head around this dick sucking. It's like, it's like anything that you try for the first time, you know what I mean? Are you gonna like, you know, things, you, you need to fucking practice things over and over again. If you'd never cooked a meal in your life and someone handed you a kitchen knife and was like, chop that onion, you'd be like, oh god, I'm crying, which probably is a lot like the duck, the duck and sick, sucking dick bit. Um, ask Maureen, fuck you. Weird anonymous troll. Let me tell you something. If you have a fucking anonymous Twitter handle in this day and age, kill yourself. Um, 
<laughs> you just know, you can always tell by that fucking... My, my girlfriend, uh, she, I was her first. My, I mean, I was out pounding fucking Valve my whole life. Don't worry about it. Just over here slamming cunt. That, that's what I, that's my nickname. That's what they call me. The cunt, the cunt slammer. But then I took pity on this little, uh, this little virgin. I'm like, here, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to be your first. Suck my dick, having never sucked a dick in your entire life. Well, you don't seem to be too good at that. I should know, because I've had a thousand dick sucks over my fucking lifetime. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Maybe she's repulsed. Uh, maybe she's made up. I don't know. Uh, with your anonymous Twitter handle. I don't know. It's, it's like, what can you do, mate? Don't expect anyone to fucking change or get better at anything if you're not going to say anything to them. You know? Do you just sit there in silence like, uh, fucking... Dragon Ball Z playing on the background while you're launching little boy loads. Uh, I mean, it would be more worrying if she was like, I'm a virgin, and she fucking eats dick like a like a mad cock dragon. That would be even freakier. I mean, I've heard stories of people like that. I've heard Mickey a few times tell me stories of someone who was like, yeah, I, just, I don't know, I'm a bit nervous about this. They don't really do it that much. And then just fucking... Like someone in a fucking hot dog eating contest, which is just like. <laughs> My girlfriend's not good at sucking dick. <laughs> um, Chris Reezy, there he is, my boy, fixing phones like a champion. Would you not set up your own phone repairs and vlog them? What about the fella that done a wheelie around the Isle of Man? I uh, seen that. Fair play to him. Oh, and then your guy, f- your fella f- f- spared a fox is back. Her oral skills are just uncomfortable at best. Don't want to hurt her feelings. Um. All right, mate. I don't know. This isn't fucking calling dishes out suck job tips. Mm. I don't know, do you be like, hey, let's spice things up. Let's let's uh, put on some porn in the background here. And you literally type into the search bar, like, fellatio instructional. You've seen them pop up in the old porn sometimes, where it's like half an educational video put out by fucking some adult film company, where they're like, here is a guide on how to finger your man's asshole. And you're like, you got 48 minutes out of that? The material? Fair play to you. Ah, Lindsay, how was it watching Shane Todd at the Ulster Hall knowing you're doing it yourself next month? Uh, I'll tell you what it was like, mate. It was like watching Shane Todd at the Ulster Hall knowing that I'm doing the same gig in a month. That's it. Um, Although he brings good looks and charm, wait till Geddes brings fire and fucking bacon fat, that son of a bitch. Shit all over that. You best believe. Did you ever see Bernie Mac do that Def Jam thing? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Hit it! You won't understand. That's, that is one of the best fucking bits of comedy. And I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Don't know what he's saying. Don't know what he means. Someone asked me, does pussy taste like pumpkin pie? i like... What are you talking about, man? I ain't never had no pumpkin pie. Hit it! Boom, boom, boom. You won't understand. 
I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Like, he absolutely fucking flattens this crowd. And you're like, what is he, what's going on here? There's a DJ playing a beat. You're like, what the fuck? What are you saying? Mr. Bernie Mac? One of the best sets ever. No idea what's going on. Complete savage. Uh, yeah, it's going to... I am going to be jacked to the deck for that. It's going to be, you know, like rodeos where they just open the gate and the bull just goes... Just, <laughs> that'll be me. Uh, yeah. Yes, Colin, have you ever been arrested or come close? Chris McManaman, never. I got I got more altercations with police when I was like a fucking sort of like 11 to 14 year old. Just fucking playing football outside people's houses that had to phone the police. That's a, that's a thing that's went away, hasn't it? People phoning police over children. Right, let's go for it. Sarcastic bastard, Ryan Peoples. How did your idea for I Am Fighter pop into your head? Here's here just to let you know, Ryan. If you keep an eye out for a vlog that I'm going to put out later, I'm going to sort of explain. Because I, I didn't film much over the weekend, just because it wasn't really fucking anything of. There's certain situations where you want to make a vlog and it's acceptable to walk around with a camera, and then other times it's just a bit like, you know, you're going into a circum- some some sort of situation where it's like, I'm going to be a dickhead with a giant fucking camera in the middle of this for no reason, you know. Uh, so that's why I didn't film anything over the weekend and I, I've said from the start I don't want to be that sort of filmmaker so check out the vlog I put out later uh, and I'll sort of talk about that I'll talk about it now too how did the idea for Iron Fighter pop into your head I'm a big believer in don't especially when it comes to like creative things or films or whatever don't work outside of your like out of your outside of your means, if that makes sense. So like, if you have a fucking camcorder, and you want to make something that looks like Avatar, it's not gonna happen. You need to make something that's gonna look normal with a fucking with a camcorder. And whenever I made Iron Fighter, I was obsessed with The Office and Extras, an American movie, and Trailer Park Boys, and fucking. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And there was a handful of things that I was fully obsessed with. Spinal Tap. I was obsessed with them. Um, and I basically thought that having a camcorder, I could replicate what looked like a fucking mock doc. So I made Iron Fighter. I was in the fighting, watching fights, the same way I am now. So that's basically how I came about. It was like, what can I make that looks like a mock doc? That seem I I'm a, I I love things where it's like is that real you like, you you don't know whether it's quite real or not. Obviously, mock docs being done to death now, so you're very aware of things that are real and whatever. But that's basically how it came about. Same guy, Ryan Peoples, has being bo- be, has being a bald. Is being a bald a choice, or is there a story behind it? I mean, what's what's the fucking story? Men go bald. I'm not going to sit there with like the fucking... Was it? Horseshoe baldness around the fucking sides, am I? I'm just going to shave it, clearly. However, when I was in school... uh, It was just like... I don't know, I always had fucking... Smoky thin hair anyway. So... It was clearly getting thin... I was in a car crash that fucking ripped all the hair out. 
<coughs> and there's a scar. Oh my god. <coughs> Fuck. There's a scar on my head. Sorry, we had to pause there because I had a Hillary Clinton style coughing fit. Yeah, I have a scar on my head, like someone hit me with a fucking machete on the top of the head. Uh, because it was in the back seat of a car. And the car had a skip, and I went from the middle in the back, hit my head on the windscreen. Anyone with a lesser pig neck probably would have fucking snapped their whole head off. But old Gaddis just destroys cars and car crashes. It was the one with the eight stone head that killed everybody. Uh, so I just fucking hit the windscreen. Smashed the windscreen. Basically ripped all the fucking hair off the top of my head. And was left with this giant fucking elephant vagina scar. Which they then stitched together quite neatly. So I had a big line of stitches down my head. And a bald patch like fucking Zinedine Zidane. So I was like, I'll shave the rest of it. And then it was like, this is so patchy and weird when it was coming back. Because I had like skinned it essentially. That it was just like, oh fuck that. I'm just going to go ahead and keep shaving that. I also don't really actually give a fuck at all. There's a lot of people who their hair comes out and it's like a big deal for them. And they're trying to fucking hang on to it for ages. Whereas... I genuinely, but you know, no bullshit, didn't give a fuck. Like, about two hairs fell out, and I was like, let's get this shaved to death right now. And even now, at this point, shaving it two or three times a week is a fucking chore. So, I might just get, like, electrolysis. (laughs) Laser hair surgery. Get it removed. Did you know, this is Aaron Lynn, did you know Mickey Bartlett is an anagram of try me black tit? What sort of fucking day have you had, Aaron? Sitting around going, I wonder what Mickey's name is an anagram of. Well, that's hilarious. I don't know why you had to tell me, Aaron. No no harm to you. Why don't you tell him? Mickey Bartlett, try me black tit. Fuck me. Uh, <clears throat> how would, who would win in a fight between Bruce Lee and McGregor? That's Josh McFeely. McGregor would beat the fucking cunt clean out of Bruce Lee. Um... And the weird thing is, they're actually quite similar. You know, if you look at their physiques and probably the way they move, probably quite similar. But at the end of the day, McGregor's a real fighter, so that you have to, you have to go with the real fighter every fucking time. And he's an elite fighter. And he's probably better at grappling. And he may he might well be as quick. See when you watch, I watched highlights of the Diaz McGregor fight, the second one. When you see it in slow mo, you're like, you know, there was a lot of times when fucking Diaz was going for it and McGregor just wasn't there, just slipping punches, bang, picking him off. Like he would move awkwardly, and McGregor would like hit him where he was going. It was hard to explain. Like you know, either get hit or you sort of slip a punch, and. But McGregor would like faint and it looked like Diaz was about to slip a punch and McGregor would really like a real jamming like jab like ding would hit him to the place where he moved. You know like it looked like he was moving his head to get out of the way of a punch that wasn't even thrown and McGregor would hit him where his head was going. I know you're probably sitting at home going yeah Colin that's called boxing you stupid fat bitch but when you see it in slow motion I don't know it just looked fucking way more impressive. Um... Did he win the fight? Who knows? Not up to me. Uh, Here we are. Daniel Toll, would you 
Would you rather always wear earplugs or a nose plug? Nose plug, mate? It'd be a fucking nightmare not being able to hear. No harm to any orally impaired people out there. Helen Larvin, any news on the lineup for Lavery's on the 5th? The poster will be out today. Helen, uh, we're back home from Scotland for our annual pilgrimage. I might MC it, um, just for the crack, but it's going to be Damien Clark, and I'm yet to pick a support. Maybe tweet me, tell me who you'd like to see, as long as it's none of the people playing the Ulster Hall. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's going to be a good lineup. Just get yourselves along. Uh, I'll see you there. Carl Heaney, would you rather sit on a dick and eat a cake? I mean, would I rather answer this question again? Or just sit on a dick. I'd probably just sit on a dick. I'd definitely rather sit on a dick and eat a cake because no one really specified how you have to sit on the dick. Do you sit on it erect and it goes right up your shitter? Or do you just sit on a soft dick? Because I'd much rather do that and just eat some cake. I'd do that for fun. Mark Miller, do you scrunch your toilet paper up or fold it? Hours of material in that debate, big man. Wink, wink. Hours? I wouldn't go that far, bro. Who the fuck folds it? Or, sorry, scrunches it? Surely, surely just, uh... I feel like scrunching it. And then he's written there, two, there's only two types of people in the world, scrunchers and folders. I would definitely be a folder, purely because it seems more clinical and clean. Uh, the scrunch feels like you would just mash shit all over your body. Cool. Uh... Ewan, Ewan Carson, sorry. Would you rather spend an evening with Action Bronson or Maddie Matheson? I'm a big fan of both of those people. One being a fat rapper who's into food. One being a fat chef who's into food. I would probably... I would have... As much of a fan of Action Bronson as I am... You know, any any sort of behind-the-scenes extra footage I've seen of them... You know, it's just a lot of fucking smoking dabs and smoking giant joints and sitting around talking shit. Whereas I think I'd probably rather spend an evening with Matty Matheson, even though he's fucking pretty much straight edge now because he had a heart attack at 29. Uh, I feel that pain, bro. <laughs> but I think I'd rather hang around with Matty Matheson. As much of a fan, of actually, like I would be happy enough to remain a fan of Matty Matheson and just, or sorry, of Action Bronson. And just go see his concerts or whatever. But I would actually probably like to meet Matty Matheson. So there you go. Steal his hats. I've never seen a better hat collection in my fucking life. Glenn Burton. Whatever happened to... <coughs> whatever happened to Rocky Arcade and Richard Crothers? Uh, well, we used to do a podcast together called Audio Picnic. Me, Dan Watson, Rocky Arcade, Richard Crothers. And it was doing very well for a while. And what I actually think, in hindsight, when I think about it now, like Richard, who owned PanicDots.com, still does, which is an anagram, speaking of anagrams, of NI Podcast. As far, He just seemed to be getting, it seemed like he was getting a bit bored of it, right? And I love podcasts. Like, I did one podcast for him with Dan Watson, and we did it in characters by the Blender and Thomas Tanker Smythe. Uh, we did it in character, and as soon as we were done, that was supposed to be it, really, like a one-off. And I was like, I really like that format. Like, I liked recording stuff and then having this thing to listen back to. So we started the audio picnic, which, again, the name started as a joke, and then it kind of stuck. We then, this is back in the day, like, right now I'm sitting with a fucking, with a... 
like a little microphone, right? A little sound recorder, and I can just talk straight into that, plug it in the computer, take the file off, put the intro on, and upload it, and that's it, done. Back in the day, when there's more than fucking one person talking, you basically had to have four mics running into a fucking mixer, and then some dude, who was Rocky at the time, was mixing them, and then he got his own mic, and he became part of the show, and we had all these features and stuff, and I'll be honest with you, the numbers that they were doing were fucking crazy, if what I was being told was true, so I really think it was probably a shame to stop, but when when you're doing it for free, and you're doing it on your own time, uh, I know there was sponsors and stuff came in, but people, it was always weird, you know, this is, you're basically trying to convince people what what podcasts were. I mean, it took me a while to fucking get back on track with with podcasting, and I'm not sure really who else does them, other than, like, Shane and Kieran and a few other people, but, and, like, the Fellowship podcast people, you know, there's only a handful of people that actually do fucking podcasts over here, and in America, it's huge, but over here, it's not that big yet, and even trying to convince people that it is a fucking real thing is quite tough. Uh, So, I can't really even remember right now, but it just all kind of, you know, you know, it'd be like, oh, do you want to meet up? And then one person would be like, oh, I'm skint. I can't fucking even get down. You know what I mean? It just it, it just became hard to get everybody together. And then I think Richard wasn't that into it that much. And then fucking... Uh, I forget. What the fuck happened? I don't know. It just kind of ended a bit. And it became more and more rare that they fucking happened. I'm trying to fucking remember now. I know that Rocky used to go out with Maureen's sister. So that's kind of how me and Maureen met, was at some party. And then I think they kind of broke up, which meant he wasn't really around. Like, it would have been fucking weird for me to still be hanging about with him when he used to go out with my girlfriend's sister. I don't know, it all just got a bit fucking weird. Richard went to Canada. Um, But it's just one of them things. Like, if, if it was sort of, if it was meant to be... It would still be going on, you know? I'm the only one stupid enough to keep going at this fucking stupid shit. So that's it, really. I mean, I saw Richard at Lavery's not that long ago. He came back from Canada and talked normally till he said, Great! And I was like, bro, don't ever slip out of your accent near me. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just, it's it's one of those things. Um I don't know. Things fucking end. Do you miss him? Do you, you should get in contact with Rocky and be like, bro, great podcast material. Start knocking one out. Um. Anyway, I don't. I don't know what I, what my, what else to tell you there, Glenn. To be honest with you, things people just move on. You know what I mean? I used to make videos with Dan Watson, who was part of that audio picnic thing, and then that just fell apart. So I don't make videos anymore. Move on. What can you do? You can't, you can't sort of hang around there trying to make people do things they don't really want to do. So here we are, talking to myself on a Tuesday, trying to make three videos in a fucking day. Suck my dick, world. Mick Higney. Mickey! I unlocked a savage amount of Bill Burr material recently. What a guy. Would love to say... What would you say is the difference between him and Louis C.K.? What's the difference between Mickey Bartlett and you, comedy style-wise? Well... Bill Burr is a lot more energetic on stage than Louis C.K. It's also very blue-collar type 
stuff. So like it's real. Here's what he does, right? And he's he's probably said this himself. He acts like he's not clever. You know, I don't understand. And you're like, yes, you do understand, mate. You're just kind of pretending to be the you know forty five year old guy stumbling through a new, a new topic uh, with hilarious outcome. That's what it is. Louis C.K. is is really like deconstructive of sort of ideas and society and stuff. Not as energetic on stage. Probably not as funny for my money. Like, but Louis C.K. is, you know, I mean, if you were because the next part is how do you? What's the difference between Mickey Barlett and you, comedy wise? You could almost say that we're probably quite simple in the way like Mickey Barlett is a straight fucking stand-up he only does stand-up so does Bill Burr Louis C.K. does stand-up but he also writes and directs and edits his own fucking tv show um he's also quite a forward thinker when it comes to like social media type things I know he's not on fucking most of it but I mean that by like he was the first guy to just release his own DVD or his own special and everyone fucking bought the shit out of it and then everyone followed suit and then someone got on Netflix and everyone wanted on Netflix all of a sudden so I don't know they're just two different people Louis C.K. I feel like is more of a creative artist in general and Bill Burr is just a very 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 good stand-up comedian so they're both they're both pretty fucking pretty lethal at what they do. The difference between Mickey Barlett and me, um, I would say Mickey's, although he's changing a wee bit. Mickey has some Mickey's a lot of the Mickey stuff would be very personal. Like he loves telling really fucking dirty stories about his life, or really fucking embarrassing shit. You know, I have a few stories too. My I I'm probably a bit more like opinionated on certain things although he's starting to fucking turn himself into a bit of a political fucking little mouthpiece there um he's a lot more like i feel like i'm a lot more conversational whereas mickey can present things like i'm telling a story you know he can really sort of polish something into like a bit whereas i just look like i'm standing there telling you something while we wait for a fucking burger so that's the main difference. Um, yeah, but like he... What's the main difference? Just comedy, you know? His is funny. <laughs> now you have performed comedy for the past couple of years. Six. What goals have you met that you started off with? And what your current? What are your current goals? Thanks. And that's Brian McIntosh. Um, let me... I don't know. My My goals change all the fucking time. And about 10 times in my life, I've went, this is what I want. And then you get it. And then you go, this isn't what I want at all. I want another thing. So, mm, you're talking to the most insatiable fucking, like, just scatterbrained fucking maniac. So it's hard to be like, what are my goals? My goals change all the time. You know, my, the goals used to be, I'd love to be a professional comedian touring all around England and stuff then I see Mickey do it and I'm like I don't, that's not for me at all maybe for him 
But I'm just like, that's not my fucking world. I, I like to be... I, I don't think I would do well if I was just doing straight stand-up. I feel like I would be twiddling my thumbs a lot during the day. So it, it suits me to have stand-up and a podcast and a comedy club and a vlog and videos and fucking branded content. It suits me to have about 10 plates spinning at once. Because if I was just sitting there thinking about stand-up comedy, it's a thing that you can't do unless you're there doing it. So all day when you're thinking about it, it would drive me fucking nuts. Um, So goals, my goals for the next year would be to basically already registered like a production company. So just to have a more steady flow of big jobs as a production company, freeing me up to make a lot more stuff of my own while running Lavery's and I really need to sort of move my attention back to stand-up a bit. I still write a lot of material, you know, the ideas still pop in my head. But actually, you know, like Shane did that one big gig in the Ulster Hall and he's like, oh yeah, you should do something like that. And I was like, you know, if it was a priority of mine, I would do it. You know, it's one of those, anytime someone's like, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And you're like, listen, if I wanted to do that, I would. And we didn't spoke to the BBC the other day and the producer guy, he was like, you know, would you not make a movie? You're not one, you're like one of those guys that should be making an independent movie. And I was like, I could. But again, it's if if I, if that's what I really wanted, I'd have done it by now. You know, my, it's just your fucking... People's goals are different. I would much rather just be... I would much rather just be making vlogs and making stuff for my own and people enjoy them so much that they want a piece of that. They want me to make videos for them or something. That's sort of real freedom where you can just pick and choose jobs to fit in with your normal stuff Uh, but as far you know what I'm saying Brian is I don't know I feel like I'm kind of doing what I really like doing at the minute and over the next year it's just a period it's just a process of ironing out everything and making it run smoothly but grow infinitely Cash money. What's your favourite dog breed? Nathan Cameron. Mate, thank God you jumped in there with some real questions. Uh, I'm a big fan of Border Terriers and Maureen's uncle has one and it is the best dog ever. It's like it, it, it's like it understands English when you're talking to it. It just does exactly what you want. And it's, it's one of those dogs where it looks like it's a crossbreed, but it's not. It's actually fucking £1,500 or something. But they're just nice. They're friendly obedient clever just cool dogs you know in my vlog the other week i was playing around with a pug cute as a fuck useless bastard though just (coughs) trying to breathe and you're like what am i what do you do with that dog you can't even take it for a walk it's like a fucking bag of sugar anyway i'm a big fan of border terriers i also would like right one of those big fucking heavy like american bully fucking pit bull things not the fighting pit bulls that are like quite thin and like with a big head i want those big fucking heavy like well they're actually like really nice dogs they just look like satan i like one of those danny williams how many squats would you do at the gym if anna sherry was your pt right here we go get us googles girls who hopefully have their tits out Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-
be more athletics. Okay. Let's get a look at your setup. Who the fuck is... Who the hell is this emailing me? Right. Yep, she's very attractive now. Although, I'll be honest with you, that... I don't know, there was... Was it the Chive or something put up this article? Like, here's your daily dose of squishy girls. And it was like, girls, exactly the type of girl I like, which is like, kind of curvy and literally just squishy. You know girls that look like the size of their arse and the size of their tits are just a wee bit too much to deal with on it. You know, like, they're going like, oh, these my boobs are annoying. And you're like, hmm, are they annoying? Eh? Um, back to your question, Mr. fucking Danny. I mean, I, I, I feel like I would have no interest in doing squats if she was my PT. I'd be like, do you want to do press-ups? Press just dive down in your anus? <laughs> yeah, she's hot. Whatever. Move on. Uh, what I'm saying is, she looks like she's almost in a bit too good a shape for my liking. Oh my god, burps and death. Alexandra McGovern, can I have a B-Day shout-out, please? Like a B-Day, like shouting out of a B-Day in, in a toilet? That's gross. Uh, Alexandra McGovern, happy happy birthday. Um, I hope you had a great birthday. And uh, cheers for listening over all the years. Let me say happy birthday. One of my favourite things to do when it's someone's birthday is... Oh, you're joking me. You are joking me, right? You won't get a better birthday shout-out than this if this fucking internet loads up in this shithole. Yeah. Oh, it's an ad for Pretty Little Thing. Hello. Hi. No, I'm literally... I'm literally a spastic. Right, this is going to freeze like a thousand times. That was an ad for Pretty Little Thing. What is it with girl? Like, is there ever like a hot girl and she's just like, hi, I'm such and such. I'm actually very intelligent and blah, blah, and whatever. It's always like, hi, I am doing that croaky, like, uh, oh my God, I just can't even believe it. You're not going to get a better fucking birthday shout out than that. However, if you listen to that for too long, you would want to just fucking OD on cake and take heroin on your birthday. Anyway, happy birthday, Alexandra, there. Um, sweet. Um, Brian McAllister, BBC salaries. Do you care about the ones getting paid over 150k a year? I mean, it, it is daylight robbery because a lot of them are useless fucking cunts. No harm to them. Uh, 
no harm is my favorite quote of the day. My my mate used to say that. No harm, but he's a fucking spastic. You're like, all right. Does that does that nullify anything you're about to say? No harm. I hope your whole fucking family dies. You cunt. Uh, I mean, some of them are on ridiculous money, and the B- let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck about the BBC. It's a unless you're making a nature documentary, I don't give a fuck. TV is pretty much dead. The way they make TV is antiquated. You're always under the impression that they're doing you a favour for letting them work for you. And you're like, listen, no one's going to fucking watch this at all. So either you you make, you make want me to do it and you pay me something better than sweatshop wages and we make it and no one sees it. Or we go fuck ourselves, you know. So fuck the BBC. Um, unless, of course, you're making some of the best. I mean, regional BBC can suck 12 dicks and die, but whatever. Uh, I don't... Do you care about... No, I don't care about anyone. Um, Lewis McLean. Still don't know how to say that name, right? If you got to choose your own name of birth, what would you... If you got to choose your own name of birth, would you change it? Probably, but... Because I, I have the worst name ever, like, but... I am Colin Geddes. The porridge of names. Um, I don't know what I would change it to because even if it was another regular name, it'd be like, why? It'd be like, what made you change your name from Colin to Glenn or some something, something else? It's just some other dude's name. It would have to be something cool. Like, yeah, what's your name? Wolf. All right. So watch out, you dicks. It's Wolf Gaddis over here. Gaddis is the bit I would change probably. James T. Kirk. Shag, Mary, Kill, Bill Hicks, Richard Pryor, Billy Conley. Uh, what? I don't know. One's dead, two's dead, three's probably going to die this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. Sorry, James. You're talking about literally probably the best three comedians ever. Maybe throw George Carlin in there for the crack. Anyway, final question, then we'll move on the fuck. Get out of here. Get this podcast up. Andy Carson. Big old serious question. Have you ever licked a woman's fart whistle? Um, Let me tell you something. Andy. What sort of man would any of us be if your first port of call wasn't the dirt whistle? You know? We gonna dance around it like you're some sort of fucking child? Nah. Mr. Fucking My Girlfriend won't suck my dick. Well, you know, question is, are you getting are you getting right in there on the fucking uh, on the dirt button like you're supposed to, or are you f- just fucking being a wee asshole about it? Pardon the pun. I don't know. Get in there. See what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Death? Don't think so. Uh, what, a, what a note to end on, guys. It's been emotional today. Talked a lot of shit. I apologize for that. feel like I was getting... It, it's like therapy. It's like terrible therapy for me. And uh, just a horrendous, painful listen for you guys. Although the podcast numbers are going up considerably. So someone's fucking listening. All right. 
check out Gedzilla YouTube channel for vlogs. They go up all the time. We have a new series called Discussing. Me and Mickey Bartlett talking shit. That's a wealth of videos on its way. Uh, I have about three videos to make today. I've already slept in because it was up to fucking four o'clock last night. So it's now approaching 12. Not great for me. Uh, so check out the vlog. Follow me on Snapchat at Colin Geddes. Follow me across all the things like the page. Each thing has different stuff. So the Snapchat will have Snapchat videos. The Facebook page, Colin Geddes, the like page, will have just all the content. That's where I'll post uh, the podcast. That's where I'll post all new videos. If you want to just sit one day and watch a pile of videos, that's where you'll find them. Go to YouTube is the exclusive host for the vlog. If you want to just watch the vlog, it's more your nighttime viewing. You know what I mean? You'll see my Snapchat during the day. You'll see all that dumb shit. And then if you're sitting down at night a bit bored, you watch the vlogs. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. Um... <laughs> That's about it, guys. Please get your tickets for the Ulster Hall. It's one of those nights where it's going to be like, how could it possibly be bad? Everyone's going to smash the bag off it. If you've ever been at a night at Lavery's where everyone's done reasonably well, multiply that by fucking 10 in that room where the boys are going to be off their tits on adrenaline, shitting through material. Get all over it. We're trying to organise an after party, which would be just fucking the dog's tits. However, it's the weekend of Halloween, so that might be quite hard to actually organise. Also, we're trying to mainly focus on getting people in this fucking gig, so we'll see what happens. Uh, that's about it. Cheers for listening, and I'll speak to you next week. Lick that dirt whistle, and just for the crack, here's the Bonnevilles. Suck my dick, world. Bye.